0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's time to welcome you to the Leisure and Lariats podcast. And introducing your host, hailing from Bel Air, Texas. He is a world traveling veteran of professional wrestling. The final boss, the bear. The master of that Davidson drip. Your host, ruthless Ryan Davidson. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I hope my mind sounds good now. God, I was having to—I was having a few people saying, like, man, hey, great podcast, but your mic, it's not uh it's not turned up all the way. It's a little hard for me to hear in some aspects, but nonetheless I got this volume up, baby. I'm ready to rock and roll. And here we are on episode three. <laughs> The Leisure and Lariats podcast. Welcome, everyone. I appreciate everyone joining in. Uh, this is a podcast that inspires and motivates and entertains the masses through the eyes of professional wrestling's point of view. My name is Ruthless Ryan Davidson. I am a world traveling veteran professional wrestler, and I've been in and out of the ring with some of the best athletes, personalities, and driven individuals from all over the globe. Join me as I talk about life changing advice, experiences, and stories from myself. And special guests that not only made a change for themselves, but also answer the call when challenges rise. Guys, today's the day, man. I get, <laughs> today's the day. Yes, but I wanted to do stuff with my friends. I just want to do hood rat stuff with my friends. I want to have shenanigans with my friends. I want to share some beers with my friends. And today's the day that I finally get to do that on my passion project known as podcasting, known as the Leisure and Lariats Podcast. And I have the one and only mysterious Q as my very first inaugural guest here on this podcast. I'm super excited. I don't want to waste a lot of time getting to this interview because I want. not We talk about a lot of good topics. We talk about a lot of good things. Part one is going to be talking about the beginnings, how Q broke into the business, all his, you know, where he came from, all the, you know, what got him into pro wrestling, and, of course, trials and tribulations along the way and accomplishments and all these other great things, a lot of golden nuggets of wisdom that not only you can put in life but also very much into pro wrestling and things of that nature. So with that being said, before I get into this interview... Since I want to do hood rat things for my hood rat friends, I got to do some plugs for all my hood rat friends. (laughs) None of them are hood rat. Well, some of them, but, you know, it's okay. I love them all, baby. I love them all. Y'all all get the reggae horn. It's all good, but first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, since this is a pro wrestling dominated podcast, I got to go ahead and plug the reality of wrestling. My home promotion here in Houston, Texas, the great state of Texas, as we go right into phase two, as I'm recording this with gyms being opened up, they're raising the occupancy for all restaurants and other different establishments. So things look like that they are on the rise beating this awful coronavirus pandemic but for all further announcements and events and news go to realitywrestling.com Of course, go ahead and check out Hurricane Pro, uh, best wrestling in East Texas, right there in Beaumont, Texas. Of course, you can go to Official Hurricane on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then, of course, the best wrestling in the great state of Louisiana, one of the best wrestling companies in the entire country, Wildcat Sports. It was just announced, I believe it was yesterday as I record this. No, not yesterday, a few days ago. No, when was it? I don't know. A couple days ago, nonetheless, Wildcat Sports, their gym, is opening up on June the 2nd. June the 2nd. So if you're in the state of Louisiana and you want the best professional wrestling that you can be trained under the one and only Lou Cox, go to wildcatsports.com for further info. Of course, you can follow Wildcat Sports on all social media platforms. And hopefully this X-rated show goes on June 27th. If not, they got a future date, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Other than that, moving forward, Jared Ganim in the inner squared circle. It's really helped me out in my professional wrestling career. If there's anybody, anyone in the world of professional wrestling, wrestler, commentator, producer, doesn't matter if you want to elevate your game go check out the inner Squirt circle you can find them on facebook got to give a shout out to my boy chris russo for almost popping his testicles doing this intro i, appreci- I appreciate you big homie <laughs> gotta also give a shout out to Brad Owens of Snake Productions who of course helped with the logo of the Leisure and Lyrics podcast he's also edited a couple of videos I did personally for my YouTube channel and my social media if anybody's looking to get some editing done some good ideas this guy's got a great portfolio of different musicians that he's worked with he's out of Illinois Brad Owens go ahead and give Snake Productions uh, a shout I want to give a shout out to my boy Brian Breaker with the Breaker and Bane podcast that plugs me every single way because they have a phenomenal podcast wrestling pop culture you name it they knock down all the topics and go ahead and give Breaker and Bane Power Hour a listen you can find them on Apple Podcasts Stitcher uh, Pod it Anchor, it doesn't matter. They're all over all platforms. Also along with my buddy Rex Andrews with Pathway Fitness. Rex Andrews, pro wrestler, also personal trainer, entrepreneur. Pathway Fitness, a great gym out there in Kingwood, Texas, which is northwest of Houston, Texas. They have a phenomenal gym, and he also has a phenomenal podcast that you can find on Apple Podcasts. So go ahead and give Rex Andrews and Pathway Fitness a listen. Of course, one of my good buddies, Stevie Richards multiple-time champion in professional wrestling. He's wrestled for all the top promotions that wrestling ever had to offer. ECW, WCW, WWE, TNA, it doesn't matter. Ring of Honor, doesn't matter where he's been. He's always created value everywhere he went. And it creates value for health and fitness. Go ahead and check out cbrichardfitness.com. He has a great YouTube channel. He's got great critique on all kinds of home fitness products and tech products. And I mean, the guy's a guru on a lot of things. Go ahead and give him a listen. And, of course... I got a good buddy that just went ahead and gave me some plugs this week, and i feel wrong if I didn't mention him. My buddy Brock Baker with The Hooligan Hour. Hooligan Hour is a phenomenal podcast. Got so many podcasts out here, you might as well just listen to this one and the ones that I just mentioned, yeah, and maybe Joe Rogan. You know, but 100, $100 million of Spotify. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. Check out Brock Baker on The Hooligan Hour, Apple Podcast. You can find him on all platforms. And as for me... I know that I am on Podbean Dominantly, I just got onto Anchor and I'm soon to be on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify all major platforms, major announcements going to be coming soon. I'm going through a, um, a process with them of just getting my podcast approved, which just takes a little bit of time. And I've been pretty busy throughout my week. So there's been some days that I was going to take care of it. And then some things popped up and now I got that already underway. So now I'm just, I'm just watching the clock go by. But as I sit here and talk, the clock's going by and I think it's time. I think it's time that we get underway to part one of my interview with one of my closest friends in and out of the wrestling ring. The one, the only, Mysterious Q. Ladies and gentlemen sitting directly to my left with the way better microphone than me. <laughs> the way way better microphone. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I got the former two-time. I thought it was three-time to be honest with you. I thought but you're you're a double triple crown? Two yeah, double triple double, crown. Double triple crown. Okay, you're you're a two-time triple crown Reality Wrestling heavyweight champion. You're the current Reality Wrestling television champion. You're also the current New Texas Pro Heavyweight Heavyweight champion. champion. Fuck yeah! Hey. Yeah, you get the reggae <laughs> horn. What's up? I got a whole bunch of stuff. Here's the funny thing: he doesn't he doesn't know what kind of sound bites I have. Really, no one knows. So it's kind of funny because I'm looking at these, and there's a couple of them that I know that when I play them, you're probably going to shoot laughs. So it's funny. <laughs> so, but guys, uh, once again, enough with the chitter chatter. I got the one. I got the only one of my best friends in the entire world, outside even in and outside pro wrestling. I got the mysterious fucking Q. Q. How are you, man? What's going on, though? Honestly, I'm drained. We just did like a crazy workout. <laughs> you've been telling me you've been drinking like a crap load of bourbon. Now, I'm yeah. sitting here feeling bad about my two like tequilas I had last night. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that stimulus check certainly uh, <laughs> went towards uh, uh, my bourbon collection.
0: Well, man, try out that um, try out that brown that uh, brown sugar bourbon. My brother-in-law told me about BSB, and it's brown sugar bourbon. I'm telling you, it tastes just like a cinnamon roll, and even with Dr. Pepper, it's like. Dude, it's way better. It's
1: yeah, I'm going to have to try to look that up.
0: It's man. unbelievable. I'm also kind of low-key envious and pissed off, but also not really pissed off, low-key envious because I always want my guests to, like, elevate the program or whatever, and you're doing that on another level for an A, not only being my first guest on the Leisure and Larry's podcast, but dude your microphone
1: <laughs> yeah I'm setting standard <laughs> you're, you're, setting you're standard. running a tight ship over <laughs> here <laughs> I, I,
0: gotta, I gotta upgrade my shit because this is just this is just interesting so uh, but for everybody listening bear with me and everything like that Mysterious Q sounds great I sound uh, wonk wonk at best but uh, other than that getting right to it so here's the thing man just like everybody else and what we've been dealing with COVID-19 dude it sucks uh, it's been a lot of challenges for a lot of people but also a lot of silver linings a lot of positives for a lot of people How have you personally been handling uh the coronavirus
1: um to be honest uh to me it was almost like an off season for me Mm -hmm. um it was like a time to sit back and just like enjoy like just life and other things right um it also was like a rude awakening because the two things that I was like set on like goals in life was one like making it in wrestling right being successful right um and two is like having my own gym or, like, being a personal trainer. And this COVID-19 thing just, it just killed both of those possibilities. Fucking everything, Yeah, like, if I was saying, like, if I would have just, like, pulled the trigger and put all, like, my investments in a gym and started up a gym, and then this happens, two months having to pay rent with no income, I probably would have lost my ass.
0: Yeah, bro, it was, uh, it's such a... It's such a detriment to so many, man. And like, that was the thing I was kind of in the same boat as you to where like all I've been thinking about and, and I, and I say this with no disrespect to anybody, but like all that I was concentrating on, was like, man, I just want to be full time. Like I still have a day job, even though, you know, traveling and everything that, you know, you and I have been doing, like i still had a pretty good schedule and getting around a lot of places and what have you, but I was, I was still had a full time day job. Right. So it was one of those things to where like, man, I just, I want to be like full time. Like I want rest wrestling to be just everything right and then the next thing you know fucking coronavirus and god forbid and once again i don't mean by this by any disrespect but i'm also kind of thankful for me personally that like that didn't happen because if it did i'd be in a situation that a lot of people are that i feel for so much yeah. every single day and you know I, i've been trying to do my part on like you know buying merch and just doing whatever I can, or like asking some of the guys and girls like, Hey, what's your PayPal? Like I got 25 bucks. Like, is that cool with you? Like, and just send them money whenever I can, making sure that my stuff's still straight. But yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's almost like kind of dodging a bullet because I mean, and, and tell me how you feel about this. But for me, it's kind of like giving me a whole different just way of looking at my career and how I want to pursue things from here on out. Have you had that same effect?
1: There was questions, there were questions at a point when I was just like, when like all the wrestling stops. Yeah. Unless you're like top level, it was just like, damn man, maybe wrestling ain't all that like, it's like hyped up to be. Cause if this happened, mm-hmm. there ain't no income. Like I got a pretty good decent job. I mean, I hate it, but it's a good company. Right. And like, they continue to pay us throughout this whole um, ordeal and like benefits and everything. So. I don't know, like, in a sense, like, it was, it was a reality check to be, uh, like, like, to be honest. Because right. now I have to go back to the drawing boards and be like, all right, like, in case shit does go bad,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I need to have, like, a backup. Yeah, man. Which, before, like, I used to watch, when I was younger, a backup plan mm-hmm. wasn't in my head because I was like a backup plan. That's just, if I would have thought of a backup plan. Right. I would have been putting myself in a mindset that. Okay, wrestling's not gonna work. I wasn't like mature enough to be like, okay, I can't put everything in wrestling because there's life after wrestling. Right. I didn't think about that until I started getting older, and it's kind of like, well, there's like a new wave coming in. Like, maybe I should think about things after.
0: No, I I get you. But the thing is, though, is that also at the same time, it's like you don't. Try not, and I don't know if you're saying that you do this or whatever, but like you shouldn't blame yourself for having that mindset because you you came around around the same time that I did. And I'm a little older than you, but we're kind of in the same age range, but only by about two or three years. But when we were coming up, growing up in wrestling, like when we hear all these shoot interviews and all these things about how these guys made it, that was how they made it. It was, you know, struggle, sleep in your car, do this, do that, don't have any, don't have a plan B. If you got a plan B, then you're not going to fucking make it this, that, whatever. Whatever yeah. and all these other different things, but with all due respect to them, the business was way different back then, and they didn't have a global pandemic that yeah. they're dealing with the right The world now.
1: was w- totally different,
0: right? So it's one of those things, and it, it's no disrespect to them, but things change and evolve. And I and I think you and a lot of people, and including myself, it's like now we're looking at it like the possibility of pro wrestling not happening anymore outside of WWE, AEW, or any other global platform that has good financial capital to keep running shows somehow. Yeah. It's, it's a fact. It's reality. Because guess what? It's happened. And... I, I think you're making a really good call and a really good mindset on the fact of like, man, hey, there is life after wrestling. Because you hear it all the time, right? Like so many guys and girls, they tie their identity into this. And don't get me wrong, pro wrestling's great. I'm not blaming pro wrestling because I love pro wrestling. It's just there's a lot of patterns and paradigms that get programmed into us over yeah. years and years and years that we should be doing this. And if we don't, then we're going to screw up and we're big fuck ups and all this other type. of yep. And it's the right way is really actually not the right way. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's and that's what's crazy to me. So, you're going to keep you're going to keep talking. <laughs> no, you got a plan right there. I
1: could I mean, like I can only co-sign on that. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, well, besides even co-signing and talking about COVID-19 and everything, so here here's the thing that I kind of want to get into, and, and for the audience that's listening, we're going to kind of Tarantino this. It'll be like, we're going to work from the end and just work our way back into the beginning, almost kind of like how we call a match, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, we got the finish. Okay. Now let's try and work backwards to see how we call the spot. So when I first met you, the great, wonderful, mysterious Q, it was in the back of of a VFW hall in Northwest Tech, I mean, Northwest Houston. <laughs> and uh, I just moved back from Oklahoma. I was running the Indies with, like, Silky Banes at the time. You remember Silky Banes?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Hold up. <laughs> Michelle calling. Let me, let me so, be right
0: like, I had, I had Silky Banes. And here's the funny thing. Ironically, that was the first match that I saw you in. So you, were, you and Silky were first match on the card. And then Whoa. I go, and I see y'all went to go do this uh, this sequence, this, you know, like I explained last week for anybody watching, they were doing the spot, which a spot is basically a sequence of moves and maneuvers over this one period of stretch in time. And they went for this spot on the outside of the ring to where Silky was going to catch Q for like this, uh, we call it a dive, to where basically you just run, jump at the guy, he catches you, you guys go down, and everything's fine. But <laughs> when Q... Went to jump on the Silky. Let's just say, with all due respect to Silky, he didn't do what he was told, and Q was uh basically.
1: I broke my back. <laughs> what do you uh, mean by that? Your back, back is broken. What, uh, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. <laughs> <laughs> <Legit>.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I had to play that. I forgot. I was like, oh, maybe I should. Uh, maybe I should mute your mic, but. Hey, it is what it is, but <laughs> but yeah, is like Q flat out gets knocked out? He went for this maneuver. It's co- it's it's called a uh, well, it's it's kind of like a Hurricane Rana. It's like a side Frankensteiner. It's basically where you jump on the guy's chest, you wrap your legs around the back of his neck, and he goes down. And the guy basically does a somersault over. But here's the thing: he was supposed to clutch and grab you, but he didn't. He basically just power bombed you on the yeah. floor.
1: <laughs> his knee went out. Silky hat, uh, has a record of his knee just going out throughout uh, yeah. this whole career. <laughs> yeah, don't
0: get me, don't get me wrong. Like, like I love Silky. We love Silky and everything like that. But that was like my first impression. But here's the thing. Uh, credit to you for I don't know. Some people might call it tough as shit. Some people might call it dumb. I call it tough as hell. But you continued this match, yeah. getting knocked out. Continued. It went through the whole match and then you come through the curtain and you just fucking.
1: Yeah, it's weird because I saw. I remember everything. Well, I went back and watched the match like a lot of times. But yeah, 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 I remember everything until, like, the adrenaline wore off because at a point I got beat down after the match and I was just laying on an apron. And then I just couldn't move. I couldn't talk or I couldn't move. Right. And I remember this fan's like, you you want me to help you up? I'll pull this water on you. <laughs> and in my head I was like, please don't pull the water on me. Please don't pull the water on me. And, like, okay, I just couldn't move. Right. Like, I, just, yeah, I couldn't I know. move. <laughs> okay. And, like, everything just... I don't know, like, it just, it was like I just went to sleep, and next thing I knew, like, I don't know if it was you or if it was Eddie in front of me, but, like, that's when I came to, and then, like, this is how I know I was knocked out, because, like, as soon as I came back, like, I started crying for no no fucking reason, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm like, I didn't know, like, that was a concussion, like, because I felt the weight on my, it felt like there's, like, a pression, compression on your brain, right, and, like, just pushing you down, mm-hmm. and, like, I didn't know what that was, and, like... After the fact, it was like, yeah, you got you got concussed.
0: Yeah. So from what I from what I remember, what happened was you you continued the match, and from what I could tell, I was like, man, this guy took a bump, and, and <laughs> he's still going. And then you get in the you get in the back, and you immediately like lean up against the wall and you slide right down to your ass. Like you take like a pooh bear bump, like you just, boom, you just plop down your butt and then your head is just hanging like dead weight. And I'm sitting there and being in Oklahoma wrestling, cause I've wrestled in Oklahoma for like two years and there was a lot of guys, let's just say they, they didn't have the best cardiovascular training in the <laughs> world. So like when they would get done with like an eight minute match, they'd come in the back and like kind of do like Chris Pratt, like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. And they like lay on the ground and act like they're dead and shit while people step over them to continue with the next match. So for a second I was all like, Oh, this guy's just blown up. But you know, you have your ab show and everything like that. So I'm like, I doubt this guy's blown up. And then I realized that you weren't fucking moving like at all. And I was like, Oh no! So my instincts like kicked in. I was all like, "Uh, this guy needs some help." So like, I grab you and I'm like, "Hey man, you all right? You weren't saying anything, you know? You have a mask on yeah. that covers your whole face." So I I grab you, I pick you up, and like, I uh, you're way bigger now, way yeah, more muscle. Like, Bro, you, uh, you I were heavy. I was like maybe one eighty something. Shit. Almost shit myself, and I and I I put you in a chair. And I, and you know, I was trying not to like ruin your mask, but like, I basically ripped your mask off. Cause I didn't know if you can breathe or not. And then I'm looking at you, I'm like, Hey man, you all right, you all right. And you're just giving me this look, like kind of like how you're looking at me now to where it's just kind of like a blank expression to where it's just like, all right. But you, you were looking at me like, man, who's this guy? Like, not even <laughs> like you had no idea what was going on. And I could just tell cause playing in football and seeing a lot of guys messed up. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You're dude you're fucked so it's like oh let's get this guy some ice let's do this and that because like no one else will do it like Chaz is on the other side much respect to Chaz, but he's like ah, oh, he'll be okay you know like he just <laughs> he's just like and then like once people found out you're fucked up you know how like everyone's a doctor in the back oh, yeah. right oh let me let, let's do this and let's you know slap him in the back of the head three times i'm like the fucking guy just has a concussion <laughs> you know like that that doesn't make any sense and then uh yeah so i'd like made sure you're all right or whatever. And then it was just, you were kind of coming to or whatever. But what really meant the world to me was that it was, that show was on a Saturday night that Tuesday.
1: Cause we'd always go to tug. I boats. think it was a Friday and uh, oh, was yeah. training the next day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was training the next day. That's what it was. Yeah. It was training the next day, and you came up to me, and you're like, Yo, man, hey, like, I appreciate you. Like, I know you didn't know me for shit, but like, you took care of me, and I appreciate that. And I was like, Oh, fuck, man. I hope somebody would do that for me, right? And then it's been shenanigans and bullshit ever since between, ever the, two. Ever <laughs> since. between the two of us. <laughs> so, and all that other good stuff. But moving right along, man. So, you're not a lot of people probably don't know this. I know your whole thing, but I, I kind of want everybody in the audience to kind of get more of an in depth thing with you. So, you're not from houston texas where no. exactly are you from
1: um new orleans louisiana
0: freaking uh, seven, Wal-
1: seven ward new orleans louisiana
0: oh shit man right on so new orleans so here's the thing what got you from new orleans to wrestle in houston texas
1: um hurricane katrina my senior year of high school no shit yep really so like <laughs> that was your that was your
0: senior year i thought, yep. it, was, I thought it was later than that nah, okay it
1: was my senior year man messed my whole senior year up really but, i mean in hindsight it worked because I was going to a, a private all boys school like from ninth grade up to like Yeah. What? Yeah, it's hard to believe now. Shout out <laughs> to the all
0: boys' schools out there. <laughs> What's hell, <up>? yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, wow. So like I came to Houston and I was just like, Man, co ed, oh hell yeah. Like
0: that, that deserves <laughs> a horn. Definitely. That deserves a horn.
1: <laughs> so um I ended up finishing school. Uh I didn't go to graduation because I just felt like it was tainted. Like I wasn't trying to graduate in Houston. I wanted my yeah, no, nah, you you wanted, I wanted my you private wanted school it. diploma. That looks better on the wall. You wanted to the be resume. where you would come from, exactly. Um, yeah, I get you. So I went through like it wasn't depression because I, I wasn't depressed. I just wasn't doing shit. Like yeah. I was playing video games until like nine or ten a.m. in the morning, uh-huh. going to sleep, waking up at five or six, playing online with friends, and just doing the same routine. Yeah, and um, I saw an episode of Hogan knows best, and
0: wow, yeah, Hogan knows yeah. best. No this, shit, that's
1: when that was going on. Wow. And uh, Nick wanted to be a wrestler, and I looked, <laughs> and I was just like, in broadband internet service was like starting to become a thing at this point. Okay, so it wasn't AOL dial up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I could like go through stuff real fast, and like I looked up schools, and um. I was like, man, I, I could probably do this. Right, I'm like let me go do this. Right, because there was no chance in New Orleans to do it. I mean, I don't know if if Luke was doing anything at that point, but like, so I don't, so
0: this was what what year would this be? This for you? would
1: have been 2016. I mean, uh, no.
0: 2006 2006 i you know what that would have to be a question that i would have to ask luke Hawks. um i don't know if wildcat was actually running at that point because i think luke was still well he was with xpw when it first started but that i think they disbanded like uh man early 2000s man because like they opened up like right after ecw closed in 01 and then and then basically i think xpw ran for like two years after that and then that was it and then luke really didn't start wildcat i think until later on so i yeah, okay, you're yeah. probably right They're probably wasn't any wrestling in Louisiana at all.
1: Yeah, so like I think like tug was like the only um I, it was him in some other school but like I don't think I don't think bobs was on that list either when I look at it. Yeah. Um so it took me like three times cuz before the business I was a shy little lame ass. Well, I mean, I was shy. You're still kind
0: of shy. You ain't yeah. you ain't that lame.
1: But, but I mean, yeah, I was I was just shy. Like the, the shit I did was lame like Instead of going, it'll be like the equivalent of you coming up to books and like you drive all the way to Texas city yeah. and then you drive to the arena, you see the arena, you're like, okay, the arena's there. I'm going to go back home.
0: Ah, uh, I got you. Second okay, time, like enough. next right. week you
1: talk yourself up, I'm going to go to the door. Right. You go to the door, you open the door, you look in, people look at you, you walk out, <laughs> you go back home. <laughs> so one time wow. you're just like third time. Right. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, and you just like go in. You see book, and you just just walk up to him and talk to him. That's how it was at Tugs. No, like, no shit. Yeah. So that third time, I was like, I got it, and like, oh, man. Tug was such. I look back now, like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I just went to inquire about being a wrestler, and he was like, right. well, let's see if you could do this. Go, 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 get in the ring." So oh. he has me just take a bump, and I'm like. Wow! Fuck it, just go for it, and I took like a pretty good bump, and yeah. I was like, ah, "I can did do you, this." Did you like? Did you like bang your head on like the mat to where like? Oh, somebody! Oh, <laughs> he <needs> some milk. When <laughs> I mean, did you do that? And no, it, like, like no? <laughs> the thing was like they told me they had Andrew, um, Golden Prince.
0: Oh, Golden Prince! Shout out to Golden Prince. Where's yeah. that guy
1: at? Man. Yeah, oh. he um he was just like, in, uh to give a backstory, Golden Prince at the time is like maybe 15 16 years old. Yeah. Like a two-year vet in a business?
0: Yeah, so the, g- real quick for people who don't know, because I also want to go back on Tugboat, because there's probably not a lot of people know who Tugboat Taylor is. I mean, we do in the business here in Houston, but a lot of people listening outside of Houston probably don't know who he is. But, like, Golden Prince, real quick, he was this jacked-up, young kid. Yeah. I mean, like, just, like... It, it was amazing he looked like uh he looked like a shorter version of like almost like Randy Orton but this guy yeah. can like basically do anything he was one of the coolest dudes in the world and once again like he was like young as he hell was young, man. Yeah. yeah he had a
1: mature head on too
0: yeah That's man cool. nah he, he impressed the hell out of me straight from the get man yeah. so
1: but he like tells me and tugs like tuck your chin when you bump and just go and like I've seen I've seen this on like hogan knows best so i'm like i, I got the trip i know
0: Bro, that, I, as long as i've known you i never knew that like your first like introduction into pro yeah. wrestling was, hogan that, was a, that,
1: that was the snowball <laughs> so i took a bump and i'm just like i got this and they're like okay oh, like they teach me how to run the ropes and yeah. like that like two tries and i'm I'm running the ropes i'm like oh i got this what else and he's like all right oh, I get out <laughs> and i'm wow. like wow so like I went back wow. and I've watched for like maybe two months. And then like I gave my down payment and I started. No
0: kidding. So. Wow, man. That's, that's freaking crazy, dude. Um, so it happened back just a little bit. Um, cause I have to kind of remind myself that at two at times, once again, like first guess, you know, just starting with leisure and layers podcast, I have their mind. like, okay, let's kind of give a backstory to the audience. I'm like, who's talking to what this, that, whatever. And, uh, tugboat Taylor tugboat. And please chime in. Uh, when you can, because he's more of your original trainer than than me. Because yeah. my original trainer, I started in Amarillo under Private Terry Daniels, and then I went to Mister Ebony Tom Jones in Oklahoma, and then when I came to Houston, the first place that I trained at was at Tugboats. Tugboat Taylor was a guy who was like I think he was a former strongman, right? He was like a former powerlifter, um,
1: a, a wrestler. Amateur wrestler.
0: Okay, so he was an amateur wrestler. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he was Jack Beefy was a, Boy, yeah. so I thought he it was, was a like, a strong boy. man. Okay, so he was an amateur wrestler, and his son, Chaz, who we've known, he, he got some good notoriety from, like, wrestling. Uh, I believe it was, uh, what, the Lightning Kid yeah, back in, like, the old, like... GWF? The, the Global? G- yeah, the Global Days and everything like that. And, like, Tugboat's, like, basically, like, a homegrown Houston guy that wrestled, like, all throughout Mexico, all throughout the territories back in the 70s and the 80s, and he was, like, a big mainstay for, like, Global, which... You know that was where Booker also got like I yeah. believe his start too. Like him and Stevie got their start with Global and everything. And Tugboat had a school in Houston for years, and he used to have a wrestling company called Wow, which was I believe it's the Warriors of Wrestling, right? It was World of Wrestling. Was it wor- World of Wrestling? Yeah. Did it used to be called Warriors of Wrestling?
1: There was another one that there was two Wows. So two like wows. this one was World of Wrestling. Two yeah. Wows,
0: two PWAs, wow. yeah. and only only one row, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah! So, <laughs> so uh but anyways no tugboat was a guy just just this yeah, i mean you guys can go ahead and google tugboat taylor he was this just jacked beefy dude looked like a man's man i mean somebody that you definitely wouldn't want to cross in an alley anywhere and he would always just he would always just say certain things like no. oh you, you dumb, You're dumb fuck <laughs> no sergio
1: <laughs> he had this blue like back scratcher that he would just slap on the mat whenever he did something stupid like no you dumb fuck yeah. do it again <laughs>
0: dude so so tugboat when i first came and and i I want you to go ahead and pick this up because once again uh you know i want you to talk more about this since he was more your original trainer than me tugboat school was in like this abandoned warehouse in the middle of houston so so tell tell me in the audience more about this
1: so like this warehouse was some I describe it as a bummy piss ass warehouse, bro.
0: It's <laughs> not exaggeration, bro.
1: My gear, would it would just smell like piss, because some bums lived in there, right? Like, uh, right across the street from Minute Maid Field, downtown Houston. Man, it was like I look at like this building now, and I'm like, man, people have it so good here. Yeah. Like if you trained in like a garage, yeah, you were straight. This building had no insulation. Yeah. They had light, sort of. There was no toilet. So like if you had to take a shit, uh-huh. you was holding that bad boy, bad, trying to find a gas station cuz cuz if you shit your pants. Hell no. Till the no 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 no. to the no. So anyways, yeah. yeah. Cuz I'm serious cute on in public, bro. I don't. So like, yeah, this place was bad, dude. I remember a point where the lights were out cuz it was so cold and they just yeah. pulled up, everybody pulled their uh their uh, cars up. And we just trained with the lights, the car lights. Holy shit, I remember that. I remember
0: like a couple nights that I did that. Wow. I didn't even really even think about it until you brought that up. Wow. Okay, keep going, keep
1: going. This warehouse was like tough, humble beginnings, but like I didn't know anything else. So I was just like, Oh, this is this is where I started. Like it wasn't until later on I'm just like, man, dude, that place was fucking Bummy.
0: Yeah, it was. But, it was bump central. With all due respect, man. But it felt
1: it. It fulfilled his needs, man. Dude, like, yeah,
0: and you know the thing is, it also uh, Q said earlier that it was like compared to a building like this. Right now, we're recording in the uh, I guess it's called the green room here at the Booker T's Reality Wrestling uh, World Gym Arena and everything. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing, like tugboats building, like, everything you said hit the nail on the head. The one thing that always stuck out to me, because it kind of, like, had, like, that old-school feel, because do you remember the, the movie Ready to Rumble that book was in? Uh, yeah. Right, with, like, with uh, David Jimmy Arquette King. and everything. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. King. And everything. So um, it reminded me of, like, when they went to go visit the old man, Sal Mandini. Yeah. Uh, Sal Mandini, you know, yeah, yeah. want to wrestle? And it was, like, in the warehouse. Like, this guy lived in a warehouse. This is exactly what tugboat school was, but the, the one thing that tripped me out the most was the bucket of piss yeah that, yeah. that fucking bu- like a legit for everyone listening it once again like Q said there was no toilet if you had to pee there was this old wooden door that you would open up and there was like this it almost looked like an outhouse inside yeah. the warehouse
1: there's a toilet seat on it though <laughs> was just a bucket <laughs> Once again, I'm pretty sure that if we
0: actually, uh, if we went through Tugboat Taylor's wrestling school with the lack of hygiene, I'm pretty sure that we, there's no way we would caught a Corona. No way. <laughs> no, no, no way. So oh, no, yeah. you but, trained
1: in there. You ain't catching the Corona. Yeah, so
0: wait, hold on. Wasn't it something real quick before we move on? Wasn't it something to where it was like, if somebody got in trouble, or anything like that. Like they would have to go empty the bucket.
1: Yeah, it was something like if you, you've done some some dumb shit, or if you like threw up in the ring, or did some shit, you had to go <laughs> clean the shit bucket. <laughs> Hell, no. <laughs> Hell no, no, no! No no no!
0: Hell no! <laughs> Bro, that's, that was
1: that was a humbling. At the, that was a business at the time, Dude, man.
0: I'm, I'm telling you, but that that's also you, you made a really good point. Like with all due respect to the younger talent, because I do respect the younger talent, because I came up in a time, and I don't know how you were, but like I came up into a time to where like a lot of the older guys that brought me up and really took me under their wing, like I'm so grateful for that and I'm yeah. appreciative, but also at the same time, they they really held me down in a lot of ways. Because of the things that they would say where it'd be like, oh, Greenhorn, do this or do that. Or, oh, you got to pay your due, kids, and shut your mouth and listen to what you're told. And, And some of those things I do agree with to a standpoint to where you need to learn but it was more of the fact of just like the way it was back then like social media was around but it wasn't like how it was yeah, back then it
1: was in its infancy
0: yeah man so. to where it was like uh so it was basically I want to say what was it so I came back to Houston in 2007 and I met you in 07 I believe yeah because that was 2000- like my Fourth match, yeah, man. yeah, two yeah, thousand seven, and uh, yeah, man, that was the thing. Like, you paid your dues. You, you didn't, you didn't talk back. You didn't say anything. If you did, you caught heat. You were probably kicked out. Yeah, and, and that everything came like. Later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think you really actually make it until you get kicked out. You know what I'm uh, saying? Hey, hey. You know, I kind hey, of, I kind of dealt with the whole thing. But we'll get it. We'll get into that later on. But uh, really, real quick, before we t- we take our first break, the one thing that I want to mention. Uh, real quick uh, when it comes to Tugboat Taylor and the one question I want to ask you is that man I, I had a lot of good memories wrestling for Tug oh, and, yeah. and before and, and book started in 05 and book and Tug was before book and everything like that but I really feel like that Tug did a lot for the wrestling scene he did a lot for a lot of the boys and everything like that and he was somebody that I appreciate because Tug unfortunately passed away how many years ago maybe three
1: yeah, they, about three years about
0: ago. About three years ago, yeah. So when Tugbo passed away, we did a memorial show and everything like that. And it was it was good to really see like a lot of the old boys and girls and, and you know, shit like that that came out. But the question that I want to ask you real quick before we go into our first break is what exactly was your favorite moment? being at Tug's, and what was probably, if you had to name one, you can name more than one, but if there was one thing that you learned that pretty much was a crazy benefit to your career or in life, what was it learning coming from Tugboat?
1: Um, Most favorite moment, man. Uh, this was... Uh, I think like tug was still over it, but it was wow, Houston at the, at the, at the point Yeah, yeah at yeah. the time. Okay. And got sort of kicked out mm-hmm. and like, well, how'd came...
0: well, how, how you sort of get kicked out?
1: Um, uh, uh who's this guy? Um, <laughs> I don't know. His name Mike or whatever. Uh, some, some fan okay. had money bought into the company. Um, okay.
0: Which that happens apparently a lot these yeah, days. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of fans want to get was, into the business and they got money. They're like an yeah.
1: NWA affiliate. And I remember okay. this one show, like I was going to do Attack and Destroy Wrestling that was a, a fed on the north side. Okay. I was going to go do a birthday spot there.
0: Huh, interesting. Wait, shout out to birthday parties, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Birthday parties and pro wrestling are oh.
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we could do just a whole podcast about that. But anyways, yeah. continue. I'm sorry.
1: So I was... the. I told him ahead of time, like, hey, I'm gonna do do this birthday spot because I was looking at a double payday. Right. I was trying to go do the birthday spot, come back and do uh, the show. And by this point, like, I think I was like 21, 20, I hit like this re- rebellious face, but I also knew that if you tell me something, I can't believe it until you show it. Like, until like, it happens, don't be like, hey, we're, we're gonna put the title on you because I've seen that a lot and it happened. Through the grapevine, I was supposed to win the NWA Southwest Junior Texas title or whatever. Okay. That. And um, so, like, he was just like, don't even show up. And he was just sort of talking like shit. And at the time, I was... interesting. I was, now, I was, now, why do
0: you think he was talking shit to you?
1: I don't know. Like, he was sort of pissed off, like, well, don't even show up. And I'm like, look, man, like, I'm just trying to go get the money uh-huh. and come back. Like, I'm going to be there for the show. And he was like, no, don't even bother showing. And I was like... Well, fuck it. I just won't do the show then. Right. Like Meaning the other one. He was like, no, it don't matter. We don't need you. Don't even show up. And I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Like at the time, like I was, I was very wild at that time, like ignorant. So like, you, I took that as disrespect. So I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to show up. Right. They wouldn't let me in the locker room. And I was just like,
0: no shit. oh,
1: okay. So that's that. That's that. BS. Yeah. So Paul Griffin's at that show. And I tell them about what's happening.
0: Paul Griffin is a guy that we've known that's been involved in, in pro wrestling as far as doing like a, like a lot of graphic Graphics, design yeah. and, and things of that nature. He always came to a lot of shows, paid his money, you know, put in his uh, smart-ass two cents. You know, always, yeah, always put in his two <laughs> we cents. We love Paul, yeah. but we know how he is. He's he's a little mouthy at times, but he's a good guy nonetheless. Anyways.
1: So at a point, they um, he starts to chant like, oh, or he had a sign that said, uh, that's his name. Tony Brooklyn was the uh, announcer and the guy who brought. it. Oh, in.
0: okay, I remember Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so remember he Tony. has
1: like a sign that says Brooklyn Fierce Q, and so he's telling him okay. put it down. So he thinks that I planted this in there. Really? So it's this big heat, and so like the next day I go to uh, t- uh training, training at Tugs, and Tugs like, well, you you sabotaging the show, so we don't want you here. And I was like,
0: really. Well, right. it, that's, that was the, I wish I had that clip, but the, you know, that was the money talking?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. The... Well, the money, he yeah, yeah, gave yeah. me money. Yeah.
0: I, I went looking for that sound clip, by the way. I uh, could not find shit. it anywhere. I couldn't find it. But um, anyways,
1: continue. So like I get, I get kicked out and like, before I get kicked out, I put my two cents in. I'm like, you told me I could always train here once I was done. That was in that little contract that I signed. So like, if you telling me like you going back and you were right there, then like, fuck it. Like, right. So I was like, sort of like done. Yeah. And, um, but I end up, like, making amends, like, some years later. And I call back. And, like, when I go back, like, it's like they didn't forget who I was. And it was, like, a, well, it was a big pop. And it was, like, a welcome back chant. and yeah, like yeah, yeah. That was, like, the first time, like, I ever felt goosebumps in the ring. And, like, I wouldn't go cry at that time. Like, I wasn't emotional. But right. I was just, like, like fuck yeah. Like, yeah. I'm the reason they raised the roof up in this bitch. Like, me. Yeah.
0: right there, baby. So, right like, there. that's the best moment, yeah. Well that that's good man you know it, I it, now that you were talking and you were kind of explaining your situation like I think book Actually, had like a similar situation that happened to him at Global, I believe. Oh, yeah, where it was like a, it was like something that had to do with pay to where like Book was like, oh, yeah. Killing they it every, books. yeah, they, they pay, paid yeah, him five bucks, yeah, they paid him five bucks, and he went ahead. And Book was all like, You know what, you like threw it back at him, was like, You can keep that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, obviously, Book went out and made massive success and everything like that. That's kind of funny how you guys kind of had similar stories. Now, once again, we're not trying to like try in any way, like crap on tug or anything like that. But what we're getting at is, is that back then the way the business was, and it's grown a lot since then, there's been a lot of improvements and what have you, but there was a lot of like cutthroat deals, man. There was a lot of like, you know, hey, you, you had to kind of almost like walk on eggshells, man, and going yeah. back to like what we talked about to where it was like not having a plan B. You better do it this. This is the right way. All this other stuff. That paradigm was for how business was like 20, 30 years ago. That doesn't apply yeah. here in the year 2020. You know what I mean? And it really over the past like 10, 15 years, if we really want to be honest. So it was just one of those things that like it's an unfortunate, it's such an unfortunate circumstance when it comes to business. But the thing is, is that you've, not only outgrown those situations but you've also progressed you also went ahead and went from tugboats into reality wrestling and other places and we're going to get into that here in a second because we got so much more coming up right here on the leisure and larry's podcast So we're going to take our first pause for the cause don't go anywhere i got the mysterious cue right here right beside me and we'll be right back All right, we're back. Nice little, nice little break. You see what I'm saying? You see yeah. That, you see that nice little chill music I
1: had? Yeah, that's something like your dad would be like, "This smooth dick." Yeah. Dick. <laughs> that's
0: total like dad dad music I, I feel so much better from having so much more energy and I, I know I'm I'm basically getting it from you and everything because episode 2 that I did I, I felt like I, it was solid but it was like I just woke up yeah, I sounded more like a uh, like a like a fucking radio DJ for like a jazz station you know I was like hey there's Ryan Davidson here I just uh, oh yeah book of the week you know like I didn't really but now I'm just like fuck yeah my friends here so I'm doing all this but anyways from where we last left off, we basically just talked about some past memories, uh, pretty much more of a Reader's Digest version because you and I can basically just talk about Tugboat and Chaz and all these guys back from, you know, Wow from back in the day in Houston and everything for like a whole nother podcast. But uh, moving it right along and everything like that, now you go ahead, you had your your parting from Tug and Wow and, and much respect to those guys and everything like that. But now, Reality Wrestling, which at that time – I believe it was still. Was it still PWA or did it just turn into reality of wrestling? Because there was a few times to where I tried to get you in, and things just didn't line up. Because there was a few years that like kept trying to like get you in, or things would come up, or anything like that. And it it was it was a while till you came in here. So explain that from your perspective.
1: There was a a point we're at. uh, Me and a few wrestlers were at was at Tugs, and Mm -hmm. we just made like the decision, like. Just dicking around, like, hey, we could just go up to books and try to go to books, cause we were just seeing like the next step. Yeah, and we all go to to books and like, it didn't. It wasn't a good look. And I look back at it now, like all these tug guys just walking into books.
0: Right, And book just kind of like
1: <laughs> eh, gave us like a a front talk and was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so like y'all could dip. Um, I did come to, to PWA at a point to downtown school for a while. Um, Yeah,
0: well, that was what I was getting at because really when you first, my my memory of you first coming in because I I got into books uh, basically in the summer of 08. So Adrian sensation gave me that red carpet treatment and basically like he saw me wrestle Austin Rhodes at Tugs and he goes, dude, like, oh my God, you got to get the books. And at that time, like Adrian was like. Like kind of like books, you know, right ear. Yeah. basically like, hey, you got to check this guy out. And I was very fortunate to where like I didn't have to make like a big down payment or anything like that, that a lot of people have to do when joining a school. And I went and met book and highly intimidated. You know, it's Booker T, you know what I mean? And everything like that. And, you know, watch a match on YouTube. Uh, I get pants. Long story. <laughs> no, ha Only he he no ha Well, I'll get into, I'll get into that in a future episode. But keeping it on you. Uh, when I was wrestling with books and everything like that, I would I would, I would try my best. Like, my God, this guy's got a look. He's got a body. Because, I mean, if anybody can go up and look up Mysterious Q right now, the guy's jacked. You're what, 6'3"? 6'3". 6'3". How much you weighing right now?
1: Ooh, I got that extra quarantine weight. We got, so I'm that, about. Cor- we got
0: that quarantine <laughs> weight. I can tell you what, real quick on the quarantine weight, this is how I felt about quarantine. You don't know, baby, thing.
1: You don't know, that's why you're looking at me. Because you don't know, baby, then. My fat ass be sworn and don't even be sleep, just standing <sighs> Uh, uh, Fat little cupcakes and shit. This fat bitch know about all the new snacks before they even hit the street. All the bootleg snacks. The year 2000 snacks. Yeah, go tell me the other day, tell me. Cupcake got a new twinkle coming out next month. uh, It's a bad motherfucker. uh, When you bite into a cream fill and shoot all of your mouth. Glitter. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah so, sorry i had to play that because i was hoping we were talking about the snacking on quarantine and like dude i oh man all i've been doing is just eating and lifting that's yeah. it anyways sidetracking uh so, so about
1: 63245 so right
0: 63245 this guy is jacked he's chiseled you can look at you can look him up the mysterious q google uh instagram would be Uh,
1: mysterious q just mysterious underscore Q.
0: <laughs> just, just Mysterious Q. We're gonna Easy. get those all the plugs later on. I know I'm kind of like all over the place right now. But anyways, you're jacked. You keep yourself in good shape. You work really, really hard and everything like that. So I knowing this, like being at books, I was like, fuck man, we gotta get, get this guy in here. You know what I mean? Yes. And you and I have been just such good buddies for that and running the roads and doing all that. And so bring you we bring you in, and books like, all right, you know, let's, let's give him a look. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, all right, so I'm like, oh no, Book, let me wrestle him. And all I remember is is that we were stiff in the (laughs) (laughs) shit. We were stiff in the shit out of each other, which for people that don't know, uh, we, we were stiffing the fuck out of each other. And stiffing means, like, potatoing. Potatoing means, like, really hitting each other, like, r- like Yeah, we were,
1: we were laying those shots in. Like, yeah.
0: our attitude was basically... <laughs> Let's <do> this, Leroy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs>
1: Fucking Leroy Jenkins and that
0: bitch. We were just all like, we're going to show him a five-star. Because, dude, you and me were also wrestling a lot as well for, like, Texas All-Star, which is another yeah. promotion in Houston. We'll get into that here in a bit. And, you know, a couple other things. So we've had quite a few matches under our belt. Lo and behold, we didn't know what things would turn out for reality wrestling. We're working each other every night. We're going to get into that. But anyways, nonetheless, we had this match. And I just remember we, I think I gave you an arm drag and our heads collided. And I busted your eyebrow. Oh, that was later on. Was that, yeah, later, that on? Was later on? I remember okay, that. Yeah. I thought that was the beginning. Wrestler brand, so forgive me. Yeah. But uh, but no, we had this match. Where we're stiffing the crap out of each other, and everything like that. And the book was like, "Yeah, I think we'd find something for him." You know what yeah. I mean? Just kind of giving like the low key, like no selling it. Like, all right, cool. But other than that, since then, like, kind of tell me like your first impressions and feels of like being a part of like PWA reality wrestling, coming from
1: Tugs. Yeah. Um. At PWA, when I got to like. PWA like book kind of laid it out and he was just like you could come work out whenever um at the time I uh I mentally wasn't all there when I say mentally not like I had like mental issues I just had went through like some real life shit like dumb stuff like a breakup okay uh Sort of. well, I mean,
0: which happens, but I mean, like, and I mean, kind of, you know, you can talk about anything you want. I don't want to sit there and be like, "Oh, explain that." Tell me yeah. all your personal stuff, but also at the same time, like, what what were those kind of things? Because I mean, everybody goes through this type of stuff yeah. in wrestling. So, like, so, yeah. like tell, at, tell me kind of like your mindset a little at bit. At this
1: point, like, like, I met like some chick. Uh, you were with me that night. We met this uh, this girl mm-hmm. and her cousin. Because, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> good old <laughs> hannah and angel we're getting, we're getting we're getting
0: we're getting two horns yeah right there so okay. um yeah so like
1: yeah. long story short i end up getting played in is first that
0: what that chick's name was angel yeah ah, okay yeah totally forgot the bear's was, fan yeah so, so yeah sorry angel if you'll probably never listen to this but it's okay anyways yeah. go ahead
1: um yeah so like i ended up getting played so like i was just kind of defeated like i was like yeah like i don't care about a lot of shit you know I, I was so dumb so like I was just like, I I want to go like release my anger elsewhere. I, I want to go like do like street fighting, like dumb shit.
0: You really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I know you were knowing knowing you from back then. Like, I know you were like in your feels of just basically being all like, all right, you know, I'm you're going through a down period, yeah. and I'm like talking talking with you about it and stuff, and trying to be a friend and listen and whatnot. I didn't know you wanted to do no street fighting. Yeah, I was I was, remember it I, was, was I was
1: going and doing some dumb shit, and uh, okay, there like a few like it was kind of like cars around you just like just go you swab it out yeah so like it took me like one time getting dropped and i was like all right yeah this ain't for me that, yeah yeah <laughs> um i was also doing iwe around that time and oh book, man yeah book what's like a fed um that was ran like indie fed that Dude, was ran we, down we here
0: could, it, it's kind of funny i almost feel like uh that's a there, there's like so much like hidden gems within this conversation. Like it's, it's almost weird because like yeah, like IWE. That's also another thing we could do a whole podcast on. Yeah. I'll probably end up doing that later on, talking about like Houston wrestling outside of books. But like, long story short, IWE was something that was basically formed by the boys for the yep, boys. There pretty much, yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, there was like there was a there was a money promoter a little bit that helped out, but other than that, ninety eight percent of that organization was ran by the boys. It was
1: FUBU. <laughs> For us, Bias.
0: For us,
1: by us. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, all um, right, so continue. to you. Yeah, so like they, they had an opportunity for me to go to wrestle, okay. and I was like, well, I got this show I already committed to, and I was like, I could sort of do both. I mean, it's IW was way on the north side of Houston.
0: Double booking, brother. Yeah. yeah.
1: Booker was way at this point, like Pasadena. So it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. the opposite sides of Houston, and Houston is a big. Fucking city. Yeah, for for
0: for the people that don't live inside Houston, it's uh, I mean, it's I I believe population wise, it's close to being the third largest city because it's 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 New York, L.A., Chicago, and then Houston's number four right now. But I think it could be close to being number three. But it's so it's so spread out. Like you can be in a long distance relationship and still live inside the city of Houston. That's still being Houston. Yeah. But anyways, go ahead. So
1: um, I didn't I didn't do the show, and book just felt like I didn't know my potential and he was just soured on me from like what I've, I've heard. And, uh, I I mean, but uh, is that how you really feel or is that just what you heard? That's what I was, I was told. I was just like, okay, well book wants you to do this, but he feels like you just like, you don't know what you have. And
0: do you feel like that was, that was kind of true? Or did
1: you feel like, I guess I could sense him just being like, look, I'm, I'm giving this kid a chance. You don't want to take it. Fuck him. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, In my head, how I'm pro, um, progressing it, and I'm just like, all right. But, like, I end up just, like, stepping away from wrestling. I was like, eh, I'm just.
0: Then, and around
1: what time was this? This was around, like, PWA time still. It wasn't row yet. So, like, I stopped doing that. I end up going back to Tux to do something. Okay. Had another falling out. And Man, I was just, just all these, falling just out, all these, falling, yeah, you, you start to speak up, you're
0: freaking, you fucking heat magnet. Dude. Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So like, I just
1: stopped the business. Um, yeah. then came, uh, hanging out with you guys. OK, uh, a lot. Yeah. watching yeah, the yeah. Pay-per-views.
0: Yeah. Pay-per-views. And, and, you know, being up at Griff's. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to Griff's. Big shout out to Griff's. Oh, man. Love Griff's. Griff's is a bar. The oldest sports bar in Houston. Deb and Donna, if they ever listen to this, we love you. We've basically been well, alongside our buddy Darius, future guest on the podcast. We've basically been helping like, I don't know. Kind of pitching in for the Yeah, I definitely bill. helped pay some yeah, bills. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> We've definitely well, as much money as we spend there, we definitely helped pay some bills. I know Darius more than anybody. Oh, yeah. Darius but, probably but paid yeah. some of the least. Anyways, yeah. move, moving ahead, yeah.
1: Um So I like, I would always hang out with you guys and y'all would be like, Come to, you gotta come to books, you gotta come to books. It came yeah. from uh Kevin Bernhardt who's the booker here at uh Row. Yeah, man. He was just like, Yo come and then uh Big Yule, who used to be uh what what was he in 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 PWA cash cash, uh, cash kill, on the killer industry. cash remedy. Always,
0: always needed to wear a belt, his pants always hanging off.
1: Yeah, yeah man, yeah, man.
0: <laughs> it was just like a lot of you guys. Just I, love, I love you, he's great.
1: Kept trying to get me to come and, um, come to the show. Pause, yeah, um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm using the shit out of that horn and It's probably it going to piss somebody yeah. off me using this horn Oh well, I don't care
1: Yeah, watch a DJZ match, man Look. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh my god, yeah no Every kidding. cool spot yeah, No kidding, um, no kidding
1: So one day I just, I just told Kevin I was like, alright, I'll do it He laid out a match for me and, um, Do you know who you wrestled? I think it was me, Brian Keith And uh, TJ Luis TJ Louise, oh, who we, who we may oh know. I know some TJ
0: Luis. Yeah, yeah we we'll, we'll, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna keep that a little
1: hush-hush yeah. secret. You time. can go watch that, uh, look a- that up. A- K- up. AKA
0: kayfabe, but yeah, yeah, no, he, TJ Louise, TJ Luis versus uh,
1: Team International in the form of uh, Sergei Volkov.
0: Oh, nice. Which evolved a- into AKA Rex
1: Andrews. <laughs> Rex Andrews. Um, <laughs> I don't know if his name was Aiden Cristiano at the time. No, I
0: don't, I don't think. He it had was, so many what, names. Was it, uh, was it, uh, amian Rio, yeah, no, uh, Rios? Rios? Yeah, Amien, Rios, yeah. Okay, I'm trying to make sure, I don't, I don't know, yeah.
1: His name was Amian Rios at the time, which Shout we know is yeah Aiden, Aiden Cristiano. Cristiano. Right, 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 right. Um, who was the other one? Gustavo, Gustavo Mendoza. Shout out,
0: big, yeah, love, love Big Goose, man, yeah. Big Goose. Yeah, and at man.
1: this point, like, I think I had been off, like, a year or two, yeah. and, like, I just went in, and things just flowed just clicked and throughout my whole career I used to like always sort of test myself like man I've been off let me see like if I still have it like this yeah yeah, that was just a challenge to me that wasn't me being lazy but that was just like I haven't practiced this but let me get out there and do it and see if I got it and like everything flowed book loved it and was just like what do you want to do and I was just like around the right people like I feel like I could go far in this business and do like what what like I dreamed of doing right and like He was like, well, here, I mean, you got the platform. Like, it's on you to do it. And from that moment, I uh, I came in a row with, like, a point to prove to myself. And, like, without knowing it, like, we were tearing shit up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Which laid, like, a long line of feuds for us, like, all these matches that we've had along the way.
0: Yeah, man, for sure.
1: Oh my god.
0: Oh my God, he on X Games mode. He on X Games mode, man. Well, hey, I had to hit the horn. I had to hit the cutoff, man. What you just listened to was the end of part one with the interview with me and Mysterious Q. I felt like it was a good spot to go ahead and end that part one. And we're going to continue with part two on episode four next week for the Leisure and Larry's podcast. Once again, this podcast drops every single Friday on Podbean and Anger and soon to be on all major platforms. But before I go... I have to just go and mention uh, some current events that happened in the world of pro wrestling this week. And um, it's a little tough. It's always a little tough when you lose someone in pro wrestling, especially if somebody that you met personally. And that was the case with me and with so many others this week. And I'm talking about the one and only Shad Gaspard. Um, Unfortunately, over the week, uh, Shad Gaspard tragically passed away. Um, and what happened was, and I'm pretty sure everyone's seen the news websites and what have you, and if, if for anybody that's listening that doesn't know Shad Gaspard, Shad Gaspard is a pro wrestler. I think he was about 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, uh, Great-looking guy, had a great look. He was a part of this tag team called Crime Time through the WWE in the uh, mid to late 2000s. And they had such a great, awesome gimmick, and they had a pretty good run with WWE, especially his tag team partner, JTG. He's been with the company for a very, very, very long time. And, uh... They went ahead and they just, you know, they pretty much helped change the landscape of tag team wrestling with the WWE. So Shad went ahead and parted ways with WWE once his tenure was done, and he continued to evolve and grow in his life. Uh, He has a 10-year-old son. He has a beautiful wife, and he was out in L.A. uh, cultivating relationships, getting into movies, getting into all kinds of entertainment, teaching his son to box things of that nature, since she has a great boxing background and things of that nature. And uh, unfortunately, on Sunday, reports came out uh, that there was a giant rib tide out there uh, in one of the beaches in California. And uh, when lifeguards were going out there to rescue people, Shad and his son was out there in the water. And when the lifeguards came, Shad told the lifeguards to take his son in first. Which, knowing Shad... um, and i don't know him too personally like other people do but i i've been around him quite a few times he used to be involved with reality wrestling and training and things of that nature some guys know him better than i do but being around him the numerous times that i've been he's he's always been a heartwarming guy that always just just got just made the vibe better you know what I mean just made the vibe better just made everybody feel better laughing and joking and things of that nature always had a smile on his face I mean, i've never seen him look pissed off even though he's a very intimidating guy uh I, i've never seen him look upset uh or anything he always had a smile on every time i've seen him and he any he, going back to the story he told the lifeguards to take his son in first and as the lifeguards were doing that another tide came in and crashed down on top of shad and shad was gone um he was gone. Uh, the lifeguards went searching for him. In fact, they went on a search. I think it was over 24 hours, and I believe according to the report that I read, they swam over 70 nautical miles. They looked for him over 70 nautical miles to find his body, and they haven't found him. So um, once word got out, everybody was hoping and praying uh, to find him to make sure that he was okay because everybody knew, just like I knew, she had this tough guy, man. If there's anybody that was going to – get through something like that, it would be shat. Um But unfortunately, um, his time has come, and it's really hard. Uh, it's not something that I agree with because he was fairly young. And it's just one of those unfortunate things that I believe it was Monday or Tuesday, uh, the reports went out that they found his body on the beach, and he passed away, saving his son which I'm pretty sure I'm not, I'm not a father, but I'm pretty sure if there was any father that, you know, has kids that they can pretty much understand that, you know, putting your kid's life in front of your own, that's just something what a great father does. And that basically explains the type of person that Shad was. And it's been very, it's, it's been very cool to see the wrestling community come together during his passing, but also at the same time, I would much rather have him around. Um, he was only 39 years old, which that's an age, man, that's just way too young. And 2020 has been a hell of a year, man. It's, it's been a year for, for the most part. It's not been so great to so many. And it's just adding up on the list with the passing of Shad Gaspard. So, Shad, um, I just want to say thank you for always making the environment around you better everywhere you went. Thank you for making pro wrestling better. um. And, and he did because it wasn't just his in-ring, but just the fact of just the positive vibes that he would give to just so many different people along the way it really makes pro wrestling better. It makes the community better. And when he passed, so many people came together. Everybody put their differences to the side of just coronavirus or this or that or whatever, and everybody came together for the loved ones of Shad and for his wife and for his 10-year-old son that his 10-year-old son no longer has a father and his wife no longer has a husband. So, and the people are coming together. And if you want to help out with the cause, if you want to help out with their family in need, since they just lost a loved one, uh, you can go to collarandelbow.com. They just put out some shirts um, pretty much honoring Shad Gaspard. Uh, I went ahead and got one. I posted it on my Facebook uh, and I believe on my Instagram as well and Twitter. So you can go ahead and snag you a t-shirt because 100% of the proceeds go to the Gaspard family. of them, um, to where you can help them out in these trying times. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those unfortunate things to where life's precious, man. There's there's one guarantee in life, and that's we're all going to die, every single one of us. And we don't know when that time's going to be. So while you have this time to wake up in the morning, take a big, deep breath of fresh air, just realize and be grateful that you have that, because some people don't. And there's one less person on this planet that doesn't within Shad Gaspard. And it's a very unfortunate thing. And I really, my my heartfelt condolences go to his family, go to his wife and his son. And uh, just for anybody that knew him, just like I did, people that knew him way, that way deeper and way better than I did. And uh, I just want to thank Shad for all his contributions into wrestling and just into life. And uh, let this be a reminder to you that life's short. Enjoy it. Love it and cherish it as best you can. So, with that being said, guys, I'm hitting the go home. Rest in peace, Shad Gaspard. Appreciate everything that you've done. Thank you, buddy. Uh, next week, episode four, part two with a mysterious cue. Other than that, be positive, stay well, answer the call. See you guys later.